namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa buddhan dhammang sankhan namassami So t- today is uh, 22nd of December and uh, yesterday was uh, winter solstice so that uh, what's that night night time is the longest and the daytime was the shortest that was yesterday and then today it starts to change the daytime becomes start longer somehow uh, i'm still winter months are waiting for us but uh, just the prospective of having a more light at least to me i can notice it gives me some kind of joy already uh, but uh, it is uh, uh, in terms of quantity of light it's a uh, dark time because of the very short period Uh, length of time for the uh, daylight and then a longer night. Just uh, uh, some time ago, tonight, this evening, I heard the deer barking in a field. So that added more the taste of uh, quietness of uh, this time. And uh, yes, so uh, for um, this time is uh, a special time to us too. Uh, it's a coming Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, and also end of year, New Year. So special time, or you may say festive time if you go out uh, to to outside of the monastery. I just, when was it, a few, few days ago, I had the chance to go to Berkhamstead to have a vaccination. It was a late afternoon, almost dusk time, so the, the Christmas decoration on the high street was pretty. Uh, it was getting dark, but then uh, the, the, the light was even more attractive. So. Uh, So this is the maybe a sentiment uh, feeling around uh, this time, and uh, maybe uh, many of us might have some emotions, memories you know, related to either Christmas or New Year. Myself, uh, being a Japanese, uh, the New Year Day is really uh, the big day. Uh, And uh, Christmas also uh, signif- nowadays significant to, to, to the culture there too, but it doesn't have so much uh, religious context. Uh, but uh, yeah, certainly it, it has an element of festive occasion. And the, uh, but uh, also the end of the year, coming new year. So uh, for this time, this period of time, I've been reflecting that and uh, 
the word uh, silence came up to my mind often. Uh, I think it's more the appreciation of silence, particularly uh, I, I would appre- I appre- I've been appreciating that uh, when we have a sitting meditation together in this temple, either in the evening or in the morning. In the morning, particularly, I notice, and maybe I would use the words, the purity. Uh, maybe that is to do with my state of mind, too. Um, yeah, in the morning, may, maybe some of us or many of us may have experience, uh, may experience a struggle to come out, but come out from the bed, but uh, uh, day, the day just started, so the body and mind is, uh, we can say, something refreshed, new, not spoiled yet. So uh, in that sense, uh, the purity, um, pureness, pure moment, pureness of uh, the uh, the moment is so something I can appreciate. And uh, this is silence, mm. silence, it's not what I appreciate, what I appreciate, silence is not necessarily talking about the, uh, uh, things opposed to the sound or even noises or absence of noise. So, not like a, uh, try not to have any sound, noise, diffusing or uh, feeling against. Not that, more. It is to do with maybe present quality or present moment. Another word that comes up to my mind is um, Rumpo, Rumpo Smedo's word, surrender to the present moment. Um, Because the word surrender is used, it may give us a, a strong impression. But uh, I, I often found, find uh, either Rumpo Tsumedo or Rumpo Chanchas teachings often simple, direct, even challenging. Challenging in the sense our uh, unquestioned tendency, habit, uh, something like this. So uh, we, we may not notice what we have until we hear some challenging word, stronger word. So the, the word surrender to the present moment. How I uh, like to appreciate this expression, phrase, is um, instead of uh, for us to follow our tendency to think in our own terms, what works, how can I, which one is that kind of uh, internal dialogue, maybe not so noticed, but uh, of course we function from the place uh, we, we are familiar, we would 
uh, function all, uh, almost always. But that is based on each one of us has so, sort of self-based tendency to make a judgment following a preference or uh, conditioning. But uh, the word surrender is used. Uh, it's a more none of these personal way to relate to the present moment. Instead, my word, something like a total appreciation of the present moment, the totality. Because once we, our uh, possible unquestioned tendency to see anything, interpret things, uh, everything in our own personal way, either noticed or unnoticed. But this is, I would say, partial, because it is filtered through our own particular channel. But uh, when we uh, hear this word, surrender, so, so again, I have to say, if you feel surrender, it's just a, some of us may have kind of uh, Resistance, even aversion to that kind of word, but just uh, settle into the phrase uh, quietly and uh, gently. And then when we touch this word surrender, so, so I hope that the way I would interpret the total appreciation of this moment would make more sense totality of this moment. So uh, I said silence. Maybe different qualities we can think of, we can relate to is like a purity, totality, or peace itself. And uh, so, uh, again, I have to, I want, I like to talk about the word silence, because uh, silence is obviously what silence means, uh, absence of sound, absence of noise. That's how we maybe determine the, uh, define the word. word. So, but uh, uh, when I, the silence I, I'm talking now is not necessarily that. And one example, maybe this is, can be an example. Many years ago, before I came to UK, I was staying at one of the branch monasteries of Ajahn Chah's lineage in Thailand. I was there nearly 10 years. Anyway, so it, it goes back to many years ago. And... Uh, Following Thai, the tradition there, the monastery allowed uh, some people to have a temporary ordination for the wasa, three months re range residence. When here, of course, to, to become fully ordained, we need to have a, quite a process of preparation and then uh, living through. But there, the tradition uh, allows uh, people to have temporary ordination. Nowadays, even getting shorter, but uh, 
traditionally three months to finish one wasa, pansa, three months. Having tried to,、uh, to have a taste of living as a mendicant, living, leading a very virtuous life, even though they will go back to、uh, lay life, but usually in their 20s or 30s, sometimes even later, but that gives a very different. Uh, perspective to the life later on, not only to the person himself, but also、uh, the, his family or others. And actually, one aspect is、uh, to have this opportunity to, in, in dedication to his family, their family, or whoever they wish to. So, uh, so this uh, tradition. Um, Yeah, it's, it's foreign to us, but and it, when I came to across, came across, I couldn't really appreciate it at the beginning because, well, we have to go through two years or something like this, and what is this shortened one? But、uh, actually, having、uh, seen uh, those temporarily ordained. Uh, monks, their experience, how they appreciate, they actually、uh, learn a lot. And then that's actually continue to、uh, stay in their life, in their heart, as expected. So、uh, it's also good、uh, for me to learn. The, anyway, so one year we had a young man, I think he's still in his 20s. And he is actually a professional singer, singer of modern music or popular music. And I didn't know anything about the、uh, uh, music scene in Thailand, but、uh, we were told or,、uh, he was actually quite well known uh, uh, pop singer in Thailand.、Uh, even this made me, made me think wow. Okay, and uh, uh, to be in a world of, let's say, entertainment, and this is all sorts of、uh, essential、uh, pressure to uh, uh, praise and blame, and then you know, so, so many people following, or you lose it, or also, I have to say, lots of money. So it's a, the life itself is such a、uh, in the middle of、uh, intense complexity of entertaining world, and yet the person has a chance to spend three months in a monastery to really learn about the life, to really learn about the, the mind. Wow, this is. What a skillful thing to do. So I was,、uh, again, very much impressed and touched. Of course, this is his own choice. And, and he was actually quite a nice person, friendly person, balanced person, although he, he, he was quite famous, but、uh, there's no any conceit or pride, complicated. And not like a pretending to be humble or anything like this. Not by his own nature. He was quite、uh, 
kind and I would say nice person. And he was uh, talking to uh, one of the lay senior practitioners and he, uh, he's, he was saying something like, uh, well, when I meditate, of quite regularly the music will come to my mind. You know, we can imagine. So he, he was probably struggling with it, then he somehow had a chance to talk with a lay senior practitioner or experienced practitioner. It was she. So she, she I just I, I heard or overheard her saying, well, this is a vipaka of being a singer. Vipaka is a consequences or result. And it is, I think it is correct to say this. And we know whatever we do, result follows. And for him, you know, such a uh, full-time commitment to the music and through all sense doors almost. So it is heavily, deeply um, registered, implemented in his probably whole being. Naturally, once come to the quietness, you can't pretend. All these stuff are occupying his mind. It doesn't surprise us. But when I heard that comment, oh, this is a vipaka of being a singer or musician, I felt like almost like a, a what's the word? F comment of failure. You made a mistake, that's why you suffer. Maybe not that bad, but just uh, mm, as if uh, I heard as if because you have you lived in such a uh, environment, therefore, for you to practice is very difficult. Or when he, when impossible. And I, sorry, I'm just exaggerating. But when I heard this, I uh, thought about it. Does it mean if the person had that kind of background, he doesn't have a chance to learn. Well, okay, the context of today, silence, what I'm talking about, that I, I'm talking now, for him, can he not experience or relate to the silence what I'm talking about? Is he blocked from that chance, opportunity? I don't think so. If the, the silence I'm, I, I'm sharing is about absence of noise, sound, yes, would become uh, that his background can or should become big obstacles. If you are to eliminate all the noise, sound from the background everywhere, your mind becomes occupying nothing so that you, then you can experience silence. But I, I don't see in that way. Or silence I'm talking about is not about the absence or amount of sound we have or we do not have. So for him, this um, 
musician. I'm not sure what he's doing right now. By now, he, he should be in his 40s, 50s. But with this background, is he or are we blocked from today's theme, in my theme, blocked to uh, appreciate silence? No, I'm not saying this. So what is the silence? And uh, uh, how... Um, so tonight, I just... Uh, I, I can think to, to explore this uh, theme of silence in a different ways, but tonight um, I like to say silence, this silence, is silence from bawa, becoming. You know, this is a Buddhist term, becoming, or Pali word, bawa. I hope people are familiar with this. And when I think of the Buddhist teaching, um, this is unique concept, very useful concept, to reflect on how we are, what we are. Like uh, uh, we, when we list our defilements, greed, hatred, delusion, yes, this is actually, I can say this is a drive for us to be in this world, or the world of sansara, the main drive, greed, hatred, delusion. This is also essential part of uh, Buddhist teaching, but this way of... Uh, Explanation. I would say in other uh, religious teachings, it's not uncommon. Maybe different way of using the terms, but we are aware, and it doesn't matter which religion or even non-religion doesn't have to be religion. But just when we think of our how we are, what's happening in us, what kind of things are driving us, it's not that difficult to notice this. And we know this is quite a significant part. So uh, greed, hatred, delusion, this is a Buddhist way of saying it. And it is an uh, uh, important thing to uh, recognize. But bhava, uh, becoming, this is um, quite unique. Well, I don't, I, I have to say I don't know other religions or other approach, spiritual approach or anything, what they would say, I, I'm not knowledgeable at all, but uh, I'd like to think this uh, idea or concept of becoming. So silence from becoming, silence from power. This, this is how, what is the silence I'm talking about? So just uh, thinking of bawa maybe makes the idea, theme of silence, makes clearer. And uh, so to explain further, I was thinking what works, what works. So let me quote Shakespeare's word. 
I mean, uh, this is a country of Shakespeare, and then uh, uh, I've met few people. I mean, uh, how much they have, how much love they have for towards mm, Shakespeare. They would remember the, this phrase, that word, and they would quote. You know those. So, uh, having seen there such a, a, a um, profound connection to sh Shakespeare or Shakespeare's work, um, it, it's really I feel a bit sh shy or hesitant. So please forgive me <laughs> if you're really um, Shakespeare person. <laughs> And so uh, this is everybody knows, I believe, to be or not to be. That is the question. Hmm. And this phrase, you know, we um, uh, we feel it. And, uh, okay, this is the cry of Hamlet. It's as an expression of suffering. And then we know, um, yes, this is particular, it is in a particular context of uh, Hamlet, but, but still this suffering, taste of suffering, we can relate to. That's why this phrase is, uh, uh, really reaches our heart, regardless whatever, uh, regardless of the cultural conditioning or characters or generation so uh, so really I was well, sorry I'd like to say this is the expression of hum human suffering or suffering in a sansara to be or not to be that is the question and now I'd like to uh, introduce a word or the, a phrase from Douglas Harden. I'm not sure how many people how many people would know. This is a uh, English contemplative or philosophical thinker or meditator. Um, he lived almost 100 years and he died about 15 years ago so you may say he was. Uh, he lived in the most of twentieth century plus beginning of this century, and uh, when he was young, maybe in his twenties or something like this. When and he he was in uh, some part of Himalaya, and then he had the self so called self awakening experience. Um, I think he uh, our library has a small book. His first book having no head, something like this. So after having this self-realizing experience, probably he explored further, but also he started to share his experience in a very unique way, writing books, yes, but also having a quite interesting workshops. And one of the books... Well, anyway, the phrase from him is this. To 
be or not to be, that is the answer. To be or not to be, that is the answer. I liked it and I like it. Well, and, uh, yes, uh, the, this, uh, when you hear this, maybe the first uh, impression or react response to this phrase, to be or not to be, that is the answer. Huh? How? Where is the answer? You see, because when we say to be or not to be, naturally, you know, what comes is, yes, this is a question, right? But instead, the word comes, the answer. So, people, uh, the mind may wonder, wait, wait, wait a second, why, where, how, where is answer? No, no, question, this is a question. Strange, how? It may be a honest experience, uh, something like this. Because we want to figure it out. Using maybe usual sense of logic or usual way of thinking. But just stop there and uh, what I would do is to be or not to be that is the answer so just like as if I leave this uh, phrase in my heart just leave it as it is even if I feel somehow uncomfortable or unsettled, but maybe just the moment of patience and then let it settle. So what then what 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 comes? What would happen to be or not to be? That is answer mm. something changes um, um, sense of Ease, sense of relief, sense of lightness, something like this. I'm not, this, uh, this, this. I like this exercise. Starting from to be or not to be, that is the question. Very clear, very familiar, very true to us. This is how we live, how we even struggle, how we need to answer. Uh, we need answer, how can I wear what, whether? Nothing 
strange, it really touches our heart, then to be or not to be, that is the answer. So uh, I hope when I I, I, I I shouldn't use too many words, but to me it yes, it's a significant change or shift. It's not like a, something fantastic comes, not like this at all. But uh, I repeat the same word: sense of ease, um, even relief. Why relief? Because when we say to be or not to be, that is the question. It is very true, but it is also very painful. But then when we know it is, let me say, it is possible to say to be or not to be, that is the answer. When we actually able to appreciate this, uh, so I like to use the word relief as well. And uh, so I said the silence. When the silence. What I'm talking today, tonight. It is. I would like to say, not. I'm talking about the quantity of sound, noise, absence of co uh, uh, noise, sound, diffusal of this and that. No. Then what it is? So, uh, uh, silence from becoming bhava. So, bhava, I think this Shakespeare's word, and then Douglas Harden's you may say challenging a phrase. This can explain that nature of Baba clearly, at least to me. Like you can go the other way around. We can go the other way around to first first appreciate, recognize and appreciate the way to be or not to be, that is the answer. If we can relate to this way or this place. And then now we introduce Shakespeare's word to be or not to be. That is a question. What, what's happening? What is happening? Something very real comes up. So maybe that to when we relate to Douglas Harden's phrase, as I said, sense of relief, ease, peace, silence. But then to be or not to be, this is a question. Can we notice something because very Something appears so uh, appealing, real. This is the 
problem. This is a question. Almost like a taste of human endeavor, the taste of suffering. I don't have to use the word suffering, but the taste of sansara. Maybe I'm extending the word, but suddenly it appears. When we relate to Douglas Harden's word, I, I can say this also the quality of silence. But then, to be or not to be, this is a question. This is really taste of life. And this is how we endeavor, how we struggle, we know. And we feel this is real, this is true. But once we do some kind of mental exercise, if you like, starting from Douglas, to introduce this word new. So this is, a, a, to me, very good example of moment of bhava. It's sometimes, I'm not, uh, we are very familiar, we know this phrase, but what is bhava? And particularly when, when we live in this kind of peaceful environment, we start to know what is bhava, or we become familiar with the idea of concept of bhava. But this, when I reflect, quoting both, how actually moment of bhava arises, gives me a very good example. So, uh, um, so this silence, <clears throat> but uh, it's not that uh, silence or peace or totality, purity, I said, this verb versus the world of sansara, or the world we have to say to be or not to be, that is a question. So, again, we tend to see everything in the view of which one is more important, which one is uh, better, which one is the answer. So, uh, but when I, when I talk about this silence, it is not like bringing another uh, opposing conf uh, concept or conflicting concept, rather letting go of this unquestioned way to see things. If it's not A, it should be B. If it's not this side, that side, our side, the other side, a enemy or friend, success or failure, this is really strong, uh, actually not, not just strong, almost like an innate condition our mind has. So that's why the expression of to be or not to be, that is a question. Very familiar, very true, but when I hear to be or not to be, that is a question. What comes? But then, it is really 
this wonderful thing to experience actually it is possible to say to be or not to be that is the answer yes we appreciate human endeavor we try hard we in many ways I'm not saying this is uh, just a habitual movement in our sansaric realm, sansaric world, no. That is another way to have aversion to the sansaric, sansara world. But uh, when I say this silence and the totality, you know, if this uh, world of sansara, human endeavor, the world of to be or not to be, that is a question. If that, if that is everything. There's nothing else. Our life is not safe. Or what are we doing? I would feel that that you know we, we maybe we have a moment of great satisfaction, or you may call peak moment but we know we lose it or it changes or we may satisfy something but at the same time the other end of the story somebody is actually suffering from all that so where is the answer so if just we believe the world of to be or not to be, that is the question, this is everything, nothing else. You know, to, to, so where, how can we, how can we find the answer? I would say this is the pain of Sansara, dukkha. Well, dukkha, there are three kinds. Dukkha, dukkha, this obvious pain. Like when I pinch my skin, oh, pain. This is pain opposed to uh, pleasure, present feelings. Dukkha, dukkha. And we parinama, dukkha. This is the change from sukha to dukkha. We know. When we have a beautiful moment, either something to see, something to taste, or you know, human relation, the happier, I suppose, we become attached, 
the happier, the heavier the pain we have when we lose it or when it changes. So this is a dukkha coming from change. Viparinama dhamma, uh, viparinama dukkha. And the third one is sansara dukkha. Anyway, sansara has intrinsic pain. Even we try best. Well, if I say too much, it sounds like very depressing. But but just the nature, one way to look at is the relativity of the world, as I said. Even we try work hard to achieve something. But that idea condition may change. Later on, that may become a cause of suffering or just changing the place, world is world of relativity. Here it is very important, but because of that, somebody else may have to suffer. So this is just a nature of sansara, nature of world of relativity. So uh, if this is everything, how can we find the answer to be or not to be? That is a question. Yes. Where is the answer? Where? So, uh, just once more, to relate to the phrase to be or not to be, that is the answer. So, to be able to say this, it is possible to say this, then the sense of appreciation. And I would say, we are, ah, it is safe, relief, peace, silence, totality, whatever, that, that may be experienced. So, <clears throat> So I'm talking about the silence and also quoting the Douglas Harden's word. The silence from becoming and nature of samsara. Um, before I close the talk tonight, um, I want to talk, I mentioned, talk about one more thing, small thing. Uh, before COVID time, when our literary center was functioning in a usual way, I often had a chance to lead a New Year retreat, 27th of December to 1st of January. And uh, almost always uh, the New Year Eve evening, um, I would talk about the, the, some uh, cultural scene in Japan. <coughs> so it's uh, just a, uh, mid towards midnight of the new year, eve to new year, 
um, like here we have a party chanting to receive New Year, or then as we the time becomes almost midnight, we would hear the fireworks from the neighbors. So um, nowadays in the world, the countdown for the New Year, yeah. and then fireworks comes. This is almost everywhere in the world, but traditionally in Japan. Uh, I don't know, maybe in China, Korea too, uh, the Buddhist temples would ring the bell 108 times. And the bell there is huge, not like the one we have in the Thai, Thai bell here about this side, but in Japan can be one meter, two meter, that kind of size. So the sound is very deep. And then the sounds travel easily a few miles and uh, like here it's a cold dark night but then uh, uh, sound of a bell you'd hear and uh, because it's a huge bell usually interval it will be 20-30 seconds so 108 times takes one hour possibly two hours so that is the traditional experience of uh, receiving New Year or letting the old year pass and receiving the New Year 108 times. And uh, what is 108? Just a simple calculation. Well, there are various ways to interpret this, but probably what appears as most is um, six, six sense doors, ayatana, six ayatana, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind, six sense doors, by three, three vedana, feelings, present, unpresent, neither present nor unpresent, three by three, and by three, present, future, past, so three times, six by three by three, now 54, and then by two, two, uh, they say the pure and not pure, which means when you, you see this experience through six sense doors, when we hear the sound, either the sound of the bell from the temple or hear somebody's talking, criticizing, appraising. So we feel happy or bad or angry about it and so forth. But when we are lost in that story, that, that is considered on a, leading to suffering, right? So it is a, a not pure moment. But if we have a clarity of our mind, or mindfulness, if you like, we just experience as it comes. So the pure way of experiencing each moment, or we become identified with various feelings and so forth, and lost in the stories and leading to the suffering. I think this is also quite common everyday experience. So hundred. Uh, so two kinds, so six by three by three by two becomes 108, which means uh, 
anything, each moment, every moment we experience is one of these 108 categories. And just ringing this bell at the end of year, just before receiving a new year, as if you know, this symbolizes everything of the year. Maybe we had a happy moment, painful moment, moment of success, moment of total con confusion, peaceful moment, very complicated, and so forth. Many things. You know. And we just receive listening the bell, and then silence in between. So to me, the whole thing of listening or hearing the sound of bell 108 times itself, just experience of silence. So uh, I didn't think so much about uh, this, because it's just a cultural thing, Buddhist things. I didn't think so much about it when I was a layman in Japan. But now, uh, yes, I appreciate it very much. Very skillful way to uh, let the uh, old year pass and then receiving new year. We chanted the Fire Samo Adita Pariyaya Sutta. This is actually pointing at the same, not same, but the same area or similar area because Adita Pariyaya Sutta is about starting from six sense doors, experience through six sense doors. And the first part is yes, each moment we experience through six sense doors. And because of the fire, greed, hatred, delusion, we experience suffering, burning. And in the second half, if it is a case of enlightened being, it still experience of through six sense doors, but when we dana, present feeling, unpresent feeling, neither present nor unpresent feeling arise, but that's it. Nothing further, no complication, pure contact, pure moment. So it's not about silence, it's not about the sensory dis deprivation. When, I, when we look at the, uh, this uh, sutta, Adita Pariyasta, it's also uh, very interesting to reflect on. It's not talking about six sense laws itself, it's experiences through six sense itself is wrong or we have to eradicate. No, it's not talking about the sensory de deprivation, but how we relate to each moment. If, if I say today's theme, whether I receive it in a silence or lost in the stories or to receive it from the place where we can say to be or not to be, that is the answer. So uh, when we, uh, we, 
uh, in Japan um, experience uh, the hear this temple bell 108 times. Just like receiving each moment with silence. So naturally, uh, we would feel the appreciation. If necessary, also we feel right to uh, experience letting go, to Okay, so uh, I spoke enough for <coughs> this evening. Um, silence, power becoming, you know, silence, quality or purity, totality or peace. Totality is there, but once we choose to go the channel of becoming, then story follows, suffering comes, totality, from the totality, experience of totality, place of totality, to we narrow our experience to partial one based on our views, conditioning, and so forth. But it is possible to remember the place of totality, uh, silence. Okay, thank you very much.